Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 198, Changing Up in This Changing World. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there. Wherever you are in the world, you are welcome, and it's good to be back with you. And have you noticed there are lots of changes taking place around you, especially after the full moon, the super moon in Capricorn that was met by Pluto and trined by Uranus. Uranus is about sudden change because change can come in all different forms. We can see change like a beautiful sunrise or sunset where we could almost time the effect of that change. And then suddenly it may come as lightning and thunder or a bolt of lightning, something happening out of the blue that we didn't expect. Sometimes it happens to us personally through illness or divorce or losing our job or death of a loved one. Sometimes it's happening to the world. We may see a natural disaster, such as an earthquake, volcano, hurricane. All of that could happen to us in this next month. Because believe me, as Mars moves towards Uranus in Taurus, and the North Node comes to meet it on the 31st of July, 1st of August, we could see any of those things happening. Now, because it's all in Taurus, we're going to see it affecting security, money, food, harvest, farming, music, taste, touch, all the things that are associated with Taurus. And we're definitely seeing it in how we look at the earth, how we look at our bodies. This is what the theme has been ever since Uranus has been in Taurus, and it will continue for some years. But as this Mars comes towards the North Node and Uranus in Taurus, we're going to see an explosion of this. Different people having different points of view on who owns the land, who owns the body, who has a right to have this. And of course, we're seeing the revolutions that are occurring when a mandate, a dictate has been laid down, taking away farmland from farmers who have been farming for many, many generations, telling them they must farm in a different way, that they must not produce so much methane or produce so much nitrogen or et cetera, et cetera. And now we have the revolutions occurring in places like Sri Lanka, which are almost bankrupt or the Netherlands who are saying, we're not going in that direction. And we had the same affecting us around the vaccines. I will tell you what you do to your body. I will tell you what you put into it. And you can hear the pushes still on for the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh booster, which we do know already are already diminishing the immune response. But that being laid aside, I want us to understand that as I've spoken about these waves of cosmic consciousness, this light 
that is coming into the planet. It is changing our consciousness, changing the way we see ourselves, and it's affecting our planet first and then ourselves. So our planet is evolving. We are being given the chance to evolve. And that means whatever has given us security, Taurus, in the past is now being shaken up. And we're being given the chance to step forward in a way we've probably never done before. And because of this amazing opportunity, because I want to see it as such, I'm also hearing from myself and from others the many reasons why this is not going to happen. Because when Taurus is around, as I'm talking about Uranus, Mars, North Node, all in Taurus, we will come up with throat chakra issues. And our throat chakra issues relate to not wanting to change. We want to do things as we've done them before. We don't want to be insecure. We want, therefore, for someone to guarantee that if I do this, then this will happen. And that's why we're hearing you know, someone like WEF talking about, we'll guarantee you an income. That's kind of feeding into our needs. We will guarantee you will have an income. Oh, good. I like guarantees. Well, I don't want someone else's guarantee. That's not what's going to make me feel comfortable. I want the guarantee that I will have the freedom to find my own security, to find my own way. That's what's made me who I am, and I'm sure made you who you are. It isn't because someone else has guaranteed something. The guarantee has come from my heart, from my soul, from trusting my intuition. That guarantee I'll take every day. And how do I know I'm in touch with that? It's because that says that there's that sense of inner knowing, that sense of knowing that you're secure because you're in the flow. You're connected to something that is larger than you are, larger than I am. And so when we're in that love, when we are feeling part of something larger, it allows us to feel safe. So the safety that we're seeking doesn't come from having the money put into a safe or having a secure job. It comes from being secure in ourselves, knowing that we can trust that. Do we then, can we guarantee we're going to have food? No, I can't guarantee you that. But I can guarantee that you will get everything that you need to nurture your journey. You see, this is the difference. It isn't about guarantees on the outside. It's the sense of knowingness that you have the skills to create what you need to nurture your soul, to nurture your body, to nurture your family. Whatever need is met. So let's look at what's changing. As I say, opportunities are abounding on this planet at the moment. I'm listening to people saying, oh, I, I'm going to do this. And it's a fantastic idea. And I'm like, yay, go for it. And then almost in the next mouth, I'll hear, yeah, but it never works for me. Or I got to make sure that everybody else is okay before I do this. Or 
well, what if I have to do it on a Monday? I never like doing things on a Monday. And out come all the excuses that are very typical of a throat chakra issue when we don't want to change. So my description is that when we put food in our mouth, we have a few choices. We can spit the food out, we can keep chewing it, or we can swallow it and trust that the body knows what to do with that food and that we'll only see the result at the other end. How many of us are keep chewing on an idea, thinking about it, ruminating on it, regurgitating it so we can ruminate on it? How much of us are holding on to something that we either need to swallow or I might say spit out? Because once we get rid of what it is, either swallowing or spitting it out, we're making space for something new to come into our life. So there's a few questions I could ask around there. If you have an idea to do something, but you're holding back, using excuses, saying, I need more information. Maybe I'll go and get another degree. Maybe I need to read another book. Maybe I need to find another seminar. That's all wonderful, especially if it's my books and seminars. But maybe you don't need anything else. You just need the courage to trust what you already know. So if you hear yourself either making excuses, I'll do it when, or when someone's happy, then I'll do it, or if I had more information, then I'd do it. That's all throat chakra blocking. When you say, I'm ready to make that move, you're really saying, I have no idea what the outcome is going to be, but I'm ready to jump. Now, of course, I always have this little scenario that if I said someone should jump, they'll say, should I jump with my left foot or my right foot? I say, it doesn't matter. Okay, should I jump forward or backwards? Doesn't matter. Should I wear shoes? Doesn't matter. Well, what if I created shoes for someone else to jump? Okay, so now they build an industry for everybody else to jump, but they never jump themselves. So where do we provide a platform for other people's change but stay stagnant ourselves. And that is very true for many therapists. Many of us who go into the caring professions can actually stagnate because we're so busy, busy giving everybody else the, the lift off for their growth that we stay the same. Remember, other people can only heal or grow to the level that you have healed or grown. So if you're a teacher or a healer or a carer, you only can take people to the level you've been yourself. If you love people, you want to help them, keep growing, keep moving. And just because you do something well, it doesn't mean you should keep doing it because you've already got gold stars in that thing. You cannot learn anything else from that experience. You understand? So even being with a partner who you might get frustrated at because he's not changing, recognize 
actually, you probably can't learn any more from trying to change that person. The only thing you can do is change yourself. You see, that's one of our great excuses. I'd love to change, but, you know, when my husband, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my mother, my children, when they change, when they're happy, when they find themselves, then I'll change. And what we do is every time one of those people leaves or changes, we find someone else and we bring them into our home. Phew, I nearly had to change. So what is it we're trying to get someone else to do that is really our message? You may have heard me tell this story before. A woman who had severe headaches for 20 years. Ask her how long she'd been married. She said 21 years. And I said to her, tell me a bit about your marriage. And she said, oh, it's lovely, but sometimes I feel as if I'm hitting my head against a brick wall, the headache, because he is so stubborn, he won't change. She was using his failure to change as her reason for being stuck. And I use the analogy to say, okay, there's an open door there. Why don't you just go through the open door? She looked at me aghast. She didn't want to see the open door. She wanted that brick wall, which was her husband, to be there so she didn't need to change. And I see a lot of people do that. They create something or somebody who doesn't want to change. They never wanted to change. And we use then all our strength and determination to try and get them to change. And we use that language. We, we judge them. Why are they not wanting to change? They're not ready to change. They're not spiritual enough. Get over ourselves. That comes from the solar plexus. This judgment of others is really changing a perception to say, don't look at me because I'm actually not changing. Let's look over there, that bad person who's not changing. So when we can accept that it's usually not someone else who has the problem but ourselves, we then have to face that next statement, which is, well, do I even have a relationship with these people who don't want to change? Or are, they don't. I mean, it's not that they, they never did want to change. Do I actually have a relationship with them? Or do I only have a relationship with their potential? Do I only like them because I know what their potential is? Or do I like them as they are now? Because that's the thing we have to face. Knowing that this person may never change, is never going to change. Your mother's never going to love you more. She's never going to be more warm. Your father's always going to be critical. I mean, I'm using examples. Knowing that person is going to be like that for the rest of your life, what sort of relationship do you want with them? Let's understand we can change nobody else. The only person we can change is ourselves. And when we back up or back off <laughs> trying to change someone, they often change because there's nothing more annoying than someone insisting we should change. That's the time when we dig our heels in. So when we say, I accept you as part of me or I accept you as another part of me, I recognize you and recognize me, and I accept you as who you are, 
And we really mean it, not just like, oh, I accept you as you are, you silly so-and-so. <laughs> when we really say, I accept you as you are, I'm so sorry I was trying to change you. When we have the courage to say something like that, actually give freedom and space for everybody to change. So it's a great opportunity to look at your family, look at your friends. Where are you, like I do, oh, I think you could do something different. I think what I'm really saying is you could be a better person. So let me help you be a better person because you certainly don't want to be this person. Okay, being very honest. Now, part of that is also when you're very psychic or sensitive, you also pick up on other people's unhappiness. And because you're picking up on that unhappiness, you're recognizing that they are feeling unhappy and spreading their emotion. So you're picking up on it. And so what this is when you use that energy of let me clean up your emotions so you will feel happier. So it's like, let me help you. I'll, as I say, vacuum clean up your emotions. I'll give you suggestions to change and I'll try and help you to change. It's not that we actually care about them changing. What we're saying is, I can't deal with you when you don't change. So I need to get you to change. Once again, knowing that you may never change, what do I need to do with my emotions in your presence? And if I find that being around your frequency, your emotions, is not what I, I feel comfortable with, I need to stop trying to change you. I need to change myself. Now, I've mentioned before, the energy of change or the energy of movement is the energy of anger. A lot of cultures don't like anger. You shouldn't be angry. But we say, oh, I'm never angry. I'm just frustrated or resentful. I mean, we just change the words. So I hear people say, I'm not complaining, but it's fine that they do that, but let me tell you. So when I hear people trying to not be angry, I say, you can never bring about change unless you motivate that energy or that passion to bring about change in yourself. So that when you feel angry, something has to change. Either you change your opinion or you change your position. And sometimes you have to speak it out. I cannot live around this energy. I need to do something. This is what I'm going to do. Okay, so it's really owning it and using the energy to make a change. So we can't change anybody else. And judging people is definitely a sign of, actually, I need you to change to feel better. So here we have it. I'm faced with my own need to change. I can't blame it on anybody else. There isn't a book that's going to tell me how to do this. So I have to make that change. So what we usually do is what I call stepping into the corridor. So we take that first step and say, I'm going to change. And what happens is we stand there, we go, okay, God, I made this change. Are you ready? And the first way we do it is to make the change, but wear different hats so that we make that change. We might go to a meeting or we might go to a seminar. Or we might attend something. But when we're back with certain people, we change our hat or change our mask and we're back to the other person that they knew. So we become rather schizophrenic, 
trying to be everything to everybody. I wonder how many of you hide who you are from certain people. This is my day job. This is my night job. This is my hobby. We want to integrate everything so that people know us as the being that we want to become. And then what happens is we try and pull other people with us, don't we? Hey, I've been on this seminar. Why don't you come with me? I'll buy your ticket. I'll buy you the book. I'll get you to listen to the podcast. And why do we do that? Yeah, we might say, I want this person to be happy and, and feel good about themselves. But it isn't just that. We actually say, if, if I could bring you with me, then I don't have to leave my tribe that I feel secure in, these people that I know, even though I don't get on with them anymore. If I could just bring the tribe with me, I'd be fine. Well, of course, what we find is the tribe are actually very happy where they are. They certainly don't want to come with you. So eventually we realize that we have to step alone into that corridor. And we think we've done so well and nothing is opening. <laughs> and the reason the door doesn't open at the other end of the corridor is that actually we haven't let go. We're still hanging on. We're still hanging on to a story. We're still hanging on to an attachment to a relationship. We're still hanging on to some resentment or regrets. So many times we have to step away and commit to change to see what's holding us back. And people will say, to me, oh, well, I don't want to be on my own. I don't want, I want to be with others. All of that is not appropriate because I can only tell you that when you do make that change, there's an awful lot of people out there waiting for you. So you're never going to be alone. But whatever you were getting out of staying small, staying safe, is what you then have to face. What do we get out of trying to change other people? What do we get out of actually martyring ourselves to other people? Whatever it is we do. So I don't believe it's just about being alone. It might be having fun. What if what's waiting for you is some fun, some pleasure, some love, some sex, whatever it is you want? And you're like, wow, it can't be as easy as that. Let me stay with the difficult and the punishing and the horrible, because that's the familiar. So when we're making changes, what will come up for us, and I think that's coming up for a lot of people as we move towards this Uranus-Mars North Node conjunction, what we're seeing coming up is almost a karmic energy, because wherever the North Node is conjunct, Mars and Uranus, the south node is opposite. The south node represents karma. So it's almost like what are we needing to let go of, surrender, release in order to move forward, north node, into our fate, into our destiny. So to me, in the next few weeks and, and beyond that August date, we're going to be faced with our both our past and our future with our karma and our dharma. So your fate is coming for you. Big change, big change, Mars and Uranus. But what's holding us back is, yes, but what if? And what you don't want at the end of the day is to look back at your life and say, 
Why on earth did I hold on to that? Why did I think that I was so important in that person's life? Why did I feel the need to change someone else and not change myself? Why did I hold on to that resentment and regret? So one time it's really good to say, what if this is the end of my life? What if I've got six months to live? What if at the end of this month, July, you're faced with looking back at your life and saying, oh my goodness, look how much I have used excuses and questions and believing that I was essential to this part of the world. But actually, even though I enjoyed doing a lot of things, it wasn't my destiny. It wasn't my passion. It wasn't what I came here to do. So I'm going to just do an exercise at the end. But I want to say, remembering that we can be excited about a lot of things. But just, again, just because you're good at doing something doesn't mean you should keep doing it, A. B, just because you get a kick out of doing it, is there something you receive from that which is really just a quick fix? People love it when I do that. Or I feel so good when I do that. In other words, if you have a, if what you're doing has a need for approval or a need to get some input from the outside world, it probably isn't your destiny. And so thirdly, what is the petal? And you've heard me talk about this before. We are made up of many petals, like a beautiful flower with our soul in the center. What is the petal that is waiting for you to fully open it? What, are you, what have you been avoiding doing? Not something you're never going to be able to do, like, oh, I want to write a book, but I hate writing. Don't write a book. But what has been in your heart? You keep putting it off. Oh, I can't do that. I'm busy. Or what did you do as a child that you put aside and you said, oh, I'd love to do that, but oh, I can't play the piano now. What's coming back to us is all those things that we used to do or had a dream to do, and then we got sidetracked. Because this is the time to get that, get those ballet shoes out, get out your gardening tools, get back to the piano, whatever it is, because now the energy of your destiny is waiting for you. The North Node is about our fate, our destiny. And I sense that humanity is reaching a point that we have never been able to deal with before, where we are meeting our destiny to go through a doorway and create a whole new world of consciousness. Or I should say, the new world of consciousness is awaiting us if we step through that doorway. The fact of the matter is, I think we've been here before and not managed it. So fate is coming our way. This is it. Not to say, oh, great, after August, everything's going to be fine. It's really saying is things are going to hot up after August. There's going to be more and more possibilities to expand and more and more energy around us to try and keep us small. Throughout history, there have been battles. Who owns humanity? Talk about slavery. We've been slaves for millions of years. The question now is, 
Do we become like the gods or do we remain like the slaves? This is our choice now. And the battle is huge. And it isn't a battle someone else is going to decide for you. It's about do you wish to have the freedom to make choices and the empowerment to live in an accountable and wise way with the joy of creation, which is the divine way? Are you ready to live with love? Because love is the one energy that connects us all to the source that brings us everything that's going to be our future. Letting love in is letting God in, letting the divine in, and it's letting ourselves no longer hide or shy away, but to be true to ourselves. And this is just a very quick little meditation. You can do this after listening to the podcast. But if you're able, please to just close your eyes and preferably stand, which I should have said earlier. So stand, close your eyes. And imagine that I am showering you with fairy dust. Fairy dust that contains your destiny. You don't need to know what it is, but it's going to make you feel joyful, whole, complete, content, peaceful, whatever word strong, just use one word. I feel strong. I feel content. I feel at peace. So as this dust comes down over your body and covers all your body, Change your stance. Change the way you stand. Change the way you hold your body, your spine. Change the way you hold your hands, your arms. You don't have to remain standing. Change the way you open your mouth. Your face smiles. And say again, I am, I am happy, I am free, I am whatever it is. And then just place a hand, a part of your body that needs to hear this. It might be a part that holds you back, it might have a little pain in it, but it might be your heart, your mind. I am. Let your body inform your mind, not your mind inform your body. And when we do that, magic of change happens. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. 
Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.